time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's going on, Gore and Moore? Gore Hounds. Holy fuck. I'm going to fuck that up right from the get-go. Let's bring that back. So it's not just TJ that strokes out. Nope, nope, nope. What's up, Gore Hounds? Welcome to the illustrious shit show that is the Gore and Moore podcast. I am your interim fluffy cunt boss, Mr. (laughs) Big Johnny D. And with me, as always, is the Dark Lord of Knowledge, Mr. Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? And the he is back from uh, action. Would you do a little schooling last week? The Mister Killing yeah, Machine himself. I had some uh, some schoolwork to take care of, but I'm back and I'm here to stay. Yes, the Killing Machine himself, Mister Bobby Amone. What's so, up? So, uh, yes, welcome, Gormore. It is uh, the 16th of November, and we are here to talk about Prince of Darkness. But first, yes, we are. As always. Does anybody else want to take it this week? Chad, Bobby? Oh, I, I, I cannot hit those notes. Bobby? Buddy. I can't do that. <laughs> All right, fuck uh, it. If you don't want to, I'll do sure, it. Sure, I'm about to embarrass you. Do it. It's that time of the show for you. Slice of life. Very Big Johnny nice. Keys. Not bad. Uh, Not bad. You start with me? Oh, you fucker. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, sir, uh, actually, I had a pretty chill week. Um didn't really do much this weekend, which is kind of like, you know what, as an adult, sometimes it's nice to just say, you know what, I didn't do anything. Fuck it. Um, I mean, you know, besides the normal bullshit of like chores and whatever, played some video games, all that good shit. Uh, nice. Funny story for y'all. Uh, you know, obviously anybody on my friends list <laughs> already knows. But uh, Friday was a nice little surprise, and I was already kind of told ahead of time it was coming, but it still was nice to see it on the porch. But, uh, gentlemen, I don't know about you guys, but you ever get, like, the weird hankering sometimes where you're just feeding in shit for a really long time? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just get that itch. You have no idea why. You just for, like, two, three weeks straight, and you're just like, I fucking need this. Anyways, so that's my wife right now on fucking Andy Cap's Hot Fries. And... I was going out probably every like couple weeks, dude, just get like a bag here and there from the grocery store or the gas station and shit, which isn't a big deal, but whatever. So she comes home the other day. She's like, no, don't make fun of me. She's like, don't make fun of me. It's like, why? She's like, I may have bulk ordered hot fries. I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) all right. And like, what are we talking bulk order? Because in my head, I think bulk, dude, I'm like. 36 bags you know what i mean <laughs> like holy fuck oh yeah dude like you're thinking like i'm gonna go fill up fucking i'm gonna go fill up a grocery store or something dude. you know what i mean but then again hot fries and all that good shit isn't really in combination there so they come in 12 packs so not as ridiculous as what it actually is when you say orders in bulk on top of the fact dude they're only like 80 for a 12 so they're less than a buck a bag nice yeah so it's like really like you know and i'm thinking actually a couple friends because they saw that post literally followed suit dude <laughs> and I ordered fucking bulk i remember when the, like, the funny thing the funny thing is like my wife even just said in the chat here that i just bought a big bag that night too right yep. and yeah 
hot fries were the shit in high school. Like they were the crack cocaine. Like if you had a bag of hot fries, you were trading for shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, is it I'm just me? I'm not even lying. Is it just me, or are they not as hot as they used to be? I haven't had them. At all. Um, you know what, man? I'm not gonna lie. I can't do them anymore, man. I just can't oh. handle this. I can't handle the hot anymore, man. So usually I just go wow. cheddar or ranch, or and I haven't found them in a fucking minute, man. But they used to have handicapped steak fries. Yes, and they're they the big fat boy too. No, no, no. Fuck that. I mean, the barbecues are good, but dude, I always went with the chili cheese, man. Because if you could find them, those were like the fucking. Yeah, I was like the filet mignon of shitty snacks. <laughs> at one time, those kind, or maybe not. What's that? The the ones you're talking about weren't they like a limited run they did of those? I have no idea, dude. I was fucking so I was in high school when that shit was, dude. So you were like shitting your pants at that. <laughs> Chad was out banging bitches in college, and uh, I never went to college. Oh, oh, I didn't well. say you were in college. I said they were in college. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> ah, Apparently, yes. it is confirmed right here that I used to do crack. I mean, you did quote <laughs> that, dude. I, I think we do I have a man behind the scenes quote. recording this at the time being. So I don't know uh, what I say anymore, but hopefully yes. it's against me in uh, criminal mischief in the future. <laughs> Your mom went to go. So I got to go with Jaggy just for the shout out because Dr. Pepper was my uh, morning coffee as well in school. I loved it. But back to the slice of life. Other than that, man, just uh, did a little bit of gaming. Didn't do any streaming or anything this week. Just like kind of held tight or laid back, you know, and just played with some friends and bullshit like that. And uh, watch this awesome movie. And because of Chad, I also have now a new streaming service to fucking pick through. (laughs) Uh, One of many, but I was just like, what the fuck is Peacock? We'll talk about that later. Other than that, been pretty chill bobby how you been man you haven't we haven't seen you in a little bit it was a busy week yeah with update us it was a busy week last week and well this week's gonna be busy as well but it just so happens today it's not as busy as last week so tomorrow will be. but this weekend was very chill uh was at my girlfriend's saturday night and then sunday was football sunday with my brother and our cousin and that's it it was a very chill weekend there was no other uh plans so that, that that literally was it. But last week was busy, so this week's going to be busy again. And then I'm starting to look at uh, different things to potentially cosplay for next year. But, you know, with COVID and shit, nice. see how that all goes. I might just put them together and be like, well, they're ready. Just needs to get rid of this shit. Yeah, I hear you on that one, bud. But, you know, I unfortunately did not receive two boxes worth of hot fries. <laughs> Although I no 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 it was one it was one twelve pack of cheddar one twelve pack of hot oh nice so you, it was a nice little mixture I there call, I didn't call them I'm just like they're all hot fries to me so it's that way wait they said they can't hear you Bobby you can't hear me can you guys I hear can me? hear you fine Jackie, I can hear you Jackie just said she can't hear you but I can mic. hear you fine say my mic is on she just said turn it on my mic is on Al- Alyssa or Steph if you're still in here Greg Sean. You guys hear Bobby fine? Let us know. Yeah, can you guys hear mm-hmm. me? Let me know in the comments. But other than that, for audio listeners, this still should be good because, like I said, for Chad and I, it's coming through fine. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I, I can hear you. I can hear fine. you guys fine. I hear myself. Too. Overlord says good. Sean yeah, says good. Sorry, right, Bobby. Keep okay. on going, bud. We're good. But yeah, chill weekend, and uh, that's pretty much it. So you know, this week, I'm ready to get it over with already, and it's Monday. Except for this it show, is. I'd like to redo this show all the time. Uh, Chad, what about you, buddy? 
Well, like uh, like normal, had a nice week of work. It was actually pretty calm and pretty uh, easygoing. So we actually got ahead. So Friday, we got to take a half day off. So I put in my hours. I put in my PTO. I got home. We ordered lunch from the local Chinese restaurant. And about 10 minutes after I uh, sit down after ordering lunch, uh, I get a knock at the door. And it's my father-in-law. He says, hey, get all three kids ready. I'm taking them for the night. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. So me and the wife got, you know, you know, we got to have lunch and then sent the kids on their way. My wife looks at me, is like, we got the day to ourselves. I want to go to Butler and finish Christmas shopping. Yeah. So I said, buddy. okay. So we went to Butler. We finished our Christmas shopping. We had uh we had a pretty good time. I got uh went to Target and found this bad boy. Oh shit. Naked Mason, which is of course my I was favorite. Say your personal and, fave. Yeah, and he's not out of the box yet. He will be as soon as I get time, and I will put him in my little shadow boxes right over there, a little place of honor, as he is my favorite. My kids were pretty thrilled with it. But uh, also Friday night, since we were in the neighborhood, I went to visit a very good friend of ours. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I went to see the boss man himself. That's right. And how was that nice, lovely visit? It was nice. It was a quick little visit. I mostly wanted to drop off Taryn's... uh, little baggie of Chucky toys that I found for her. I'm sure uh, she we was were... excited. Oh, she wasn't there, unfortunately. Oh, so okay. Oops, but uh, TJ did say she was very happy with what she got. She's very appreciative, and she got some really cool Chucky swag out of it. And uh, so right, and also right before we left, my wife turns to me and says, so ever since February, I've been saving money up to get you a PS5. So unfortunately, <laughs> that's the picture. I yes. took that picture. You know what that means? He's giving the thumbs up to let everybody know that it's okay. He's okay. <laughs> Chad did just barge it. But uh, no, me. but but uh, she wasn't able to get me one. And it's just too much of a hassle to try and get one on Black Friday. So she's like, hey, since we I saved you money, you know, we got like 450 extra dollars to spend. Nice. So I got we got some extra money. We spent it on Christmas stuff, and uh, actually we still have most of it. But uh, then she sweet talked me into getting a couple games. Oh, so okay. This up. makes I was gonna say you did you did drop that little collection there. You got so. yeah. She let she talked me into getting um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion, and Miles Morales Spider Man. Yeah. Which thank you by the way. I honestly I, I feel stupid. I didn't realize that was for fucking PS4. Mm-hmm. as well i thought it was literally ps5 exclusive so i was like oh man no the nice thing is all three of those games are ps5 upgradable so i'll have those as soon as i get a ps5 sweet so i'll have three free games basically whenever i do get it eventually which probably won't be until you know march or whatever i'm not that worried about it i've heard it's been having problems right out of the bat anyway so yeah i mean well dude you run into that with any like first drop you know what i mean like that always yeah i never i never never bothered getting a system right out of the oh what's up brody yeah i always wait i always wait like six months yeah at least you guys just wait a while you gotta wait for that first uh the second version drop dude for Mm -hmm. sure or some kind of like special edition apparently do i sound good because i do i sound good to you guys you check your check your wire it might be loose because it did sound a little quiet and then it got real loud again that is, yeah. Wires like well, that wires was good. Wires in. You sound fine on my end. So. Everything here is in. Hmm. 
We apologize for technical difficulties, but I we did warn you. This is the shit show. This is the shit show. But yeah, like I said, continuing on, uh, then we had a nice date night Saturday night with some oh. of her, some of my wife's friends and us. Uh, we had a nice, nice time. Went out and had a nice Mexican dinner, and <sighs> came back and played cards. Oh, and by the way, did anybody watch any Jason movies on Friday the Thirteenth? Uh, no, yes, I and played did the game. Not sadly, I watched part two. I, I had to watch. I had to settle for part six because it was the only thing available on Prime that I didn't feel like paying for, and I couldn't upload any. I couldn't watch any of the DVDs because I was uh, installing Watch Dogs Legion at the time. I was gonna say, I was like, dude, didn't you literally just get the fucking box set? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but on, I, yeah, but I had man. a game loading, so I just like screw it. I'll just watch this while it's loading. Do you? Uh, TJ also watched part six. How about that? And I say, yes, Jason. I watched part two and Freddy versus Jason. Then I played a little game. And then what did I end it with? Part five, randomly enough. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, did you have did you have any trouble finding a lobby or were you able to get into a game real quick? Dude, I actually got into a lobby like relatively fast, like twice. And if anybody watched my stream, oh my god, I'm I know I'm terrible. So <laughs> you will laugh. But uh dude, that, I haven't played that game in like a year, so I'd probably be just as bad. Oh, I'm, I'm so Friday bad. Dude. Yeah, it's just I'm and of course, like I literally loaded up as Jason first round. I was like, well, at least the server itself shouldn't fuck up because I should be host, correct? Because I'm Jason. Dude, no, it's still like apparently I wasn't host and the host still like fucked this up, man. When I got like four kills in. Like I just started oh, I getting the groove, and then oh. like something fucking happened. I was like, did it glitch? Did it glitch? And then all of a sudden, like after a minute, it popped up. It was like host kicked you or some bull. I was like, what? Fuck off. The fact that yeah. it still has so many glitches and shit, like after all this time. Listen, man, well, the they, game shut is down, bad, dude. they shut down. Yeah, they shut down the dedicated servers. So you're going to have disconnects like that all the time now. Oh, yeah, man. we mentioned this last week, dude, when it happened, but I, I still wanted to try it out. You know what I mean? Like, just to see it. Obviously, it's the first weekend after it is Friday the 13th. So people were still going to be playing like a motherfucker. But yeah. But uh, yeah, man, give it three weeks. Let's give it like three months and we'll see where it's at. But I still feel like it'll. It's still going to have its regs. Yeah. That's really, really going to suck if they do finally shut down the servers because everybody's going to lose everything. I don't think they'll just, I don't think they'll shut down the servers. I just think they're like, we're not going to clean them up anymore. So good luck. <laughs> like, and I always say that because, like, dude, so Ghostbusters, the uh, Ghostbusters, the video game, when it came out on mm -hmm. last gen for PS3 and Xbox 360, Xbox 360 servers are still fucking going, bro. PS3 got shit on like years ago and the new fucking return, like the re redux one that just came out. Yeah. They fucked that multiplayer too. They didn't even give it to you. They were like, yeah, we'll get it to you. Nah, we're not. Nope. So, but you know what? Enough of that shit. I think we yeah, should. Let's, uh, talk about, let's talk about Prince of Darkness. Yeah. So do we, uh, does anybody else want to do the rundown? Or you want me to do the normal list rundown and we'll go from there. You go, go ahead and do it. Or you do it? I, I, yeah, I'd never get to do that. So, oh, uh, right. so right. Prince of Darkness, 1987, directed by John Carpenter, whose name speaks for itself. I think we're all quite familiar uh, with his who? work who in independent films. Who is he? Independent filmmaker, but uh, he's getting alone. Uh, written by John Carpenter as Martin Quatermass, produced by Larry J. Franco, and starring the great Donald Pleasance as Priest. That is his only name in the movie. Bullshit. Victor Wong. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Victor Wong from Big Trouble in Little China yes. as Professor Howard Barak, 
Jamison Parker is Brian Marsh, Lisa Blount as Catherine Danforth, Dennis Dunn as Walter, Susan Blanchard as Kelly, Ann Howard as Susan, Ann Yen as Lisa, Ken Wright as Lomax, Dirk Blocker, whose name is perfect for porno movies, as Mullen. It is. <laughs> it is. Jesse, that is, that is. It's like Dirk Diggler. As soon as I saw... Okay, so if anybody doesn't know who he is, he is on... Um, Oh my god! Now I'm gonna fucking blink. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and he's one of like the big dopey cops that are always like chilling at the table. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So like, I kind of knew his name from that, but dude, you look at that name, and for some reason, that just stands out, and I don't know why. It almost looks like it says Dick Blocker. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's exactly what it is. So you're just like, wait, Dirk, what? Dirk, Dirk Blocker. When I hear that, I think of that South Park episode, Dirk a Dirk. <laughs> Oh, oh so continuing continuing on. Jesse Lawrence Ferguson is Calder. Peter Jason is Dr. Leahy. Robert Grasmere is Frank Wyndham. Tom Bray as Etchinson and Alice Cooper as the street schizo. Yeah. I always, I love that he was in this movie and he made him. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I music, by, music by John Carpenter and Alan Haworth. Uh, cinematography by Gary B. Kibbe, edited by Steve Markovich. Distributed by Universal Pictures, released October 23rd, 1987, runtime 101 midgets, budget of 3 mil, grossed 14.1 mil. Not bad. Damn. Yeah. Much more successful than last week's film, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, They Live wasn't bad. No, no, no. no. Last week was me and you, dude. We did. That's right. Yeah. Um, We did Lost Boys Part 2. No. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Near Dark. That's right. That's right. Oh man! So, uh, gentlemen, uh, anybody want to say my line? Roll Bobby. that beautiful bean footage. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we got more with that dying priest. Right. <laughs> Close proximity has the same dream. What is it? A secret that can no longer be kept. It started a month ago. What started? A change in the earth and the sky. His power. There's a weird locking mechanism. Looks like it can only be opened from the inside. A life form is growing out of prebiotic fluid. It's not winding down into disorder. It's self-organizing. It's becoming something. What? Who doesn't love waking up to wow <laughs> damn it Dude, that's like that's like almost the whole movie right there right i mean you get the beautiful handsome tom atkins wannabe and... right <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that is safe to say that's what you Bro. get 
if he, he was not trying to pull a Tom Atkins, come on, man. Like, Actually, he literally he wasn't because his personality was so not as snappy. Because <clears throat> he's not Tom Atkins. That's exactly. why. I don't know, but he, he did pull a Tom Atkins by scoring the redhead. Thank you. Because I literally had to note that while watching the fucking movie. And I was like, bro scored in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Totally pulled an Atkins. Like, I, and I don't know how he did it because he's totally, he like totally dropped the ball when he's talking to her. Apparently yeah. not. Yeah, I guess. Apparently he said the right thing. Like, I know it was kind of weird to hear the, uh, like the sexist talk and everything like that. Cause I was just like, wow, this is like 80 still. I, you know what I mean? Like it just, but but somehow, <laughs> yeah. But he literally was like, "Hold on, let's flip this slide scene in bed." Like, perfect. <laughs> I, I honestly, th- it was the mustache. It was, it was mustache. dude. It is a power of stash. Damn good stash, though. It was, it was, a, it was very think, well in the manicure. Do you think she took a mustache ride? Oh, guaranteed. Oh, bro, that's not even a no doubt. You no. know, like I could have had that for a big question, but I think we already knew the answer to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Fucking hey, dude, this so okay. good. Who uh, who wants to read? You want me to read it? I want Let's you to read it because yeah. you haven't yeah, been here. That's why. I sure can. All right. All right. A sinister secret has been kept in the basement of an abandoned Los Angeles church for many years. Only in Los Angeles, seriously. With the death of a priest belonging to a mysterious sect, another priest opens the door to the basement and discovers a vat containing a green liquid. I don't know, it kind of looked like uh, that licorice liquor. It's pretty good shit. Licorice liquor? That's exactly what it was. That sounds sounds horrible. I was going to say that it's wonderful when you're drunk already. All right. Well, that could be said about a lot of things, but... (laughs) Shut up. The priest contacts a group of physics graduate students to investigate it. Unfortunately, they discover that the liquid contains the essence of Satan himself, and they also discover that he will release his father, an all-powerful anti-god. So, real quick, um, that's the essence of Satan himself. That's a lot of sperm. <laughs> Which uh, can be noted that he shot it directly into the married woman's mouth, dude. Like, he knew... I never even made that connection. <laughs> really? I was waiting for someone. That was to get literally that. the first thing I thought about. I was like, oh, he just fucking cum shot at her, dude. Like, <laughs> wow. Perfect. Like, oh. she started choking on it, dude. Like, oh my God. I should have made that connection. <laughs> anyway, Chad's like, liquid, I got to rewatch it now, dude. <laughs> the liquid later comes to life itself, turning some of the students into zombies as the devil comes forward to release his father. Will these students be able to stop him? Mm-hmm. Now I can't fucking watch Will this movie the same ever so, again. Yeah, thanks, John. I feel like thanks, zombies John. is kind of like a loose term here. I, I wouldn't say zombies. Yeah. But it's really not because they, they were killed and then they came back. I would still say they're more possessed. They're more like, like uh, yeah. So they're more like deadites then. Yeah. If so. If so <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I could argue that one because they're kind of uh, plain looking deadites. See, they all, I don't think they all necessarily. I didn't say they were, but they're kind of like it where they're, you know, basically more or less dead corpses reanimated by demons. See, I thought the first couple didn't actually like get killed in any way. Because, like, remember, the girl actually didn't get killed. Right. The girl got got shot in the throat and then she got what I considered possessed. And then. 
she possessed the Asian girl and then the rest of them got killed, but then they like brought them back with it. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like something, something along those lines. This is kind of a little trippy movie, dude, for sure. This this was yeah. This um, was an interesting period. So I will say this was my first actual watch. Uh, and I'm happy to note that we're going to be continuing the trilogy soon enough. Uh, because I haven't seen that one either. Oh, you what you want to talk about a wicked movie? Well, yeah, we will in two weeks, <laughs> I, but you know, but you know, teasers. <laughs> this movie was it was it was interesting. I'm not gonna say it was phenomenal by any means, no, but it's no. very underrated. It was it was a good watch, uh, a little bit of a slow burn in the beginning. So, anybody who hasn't seen it, I'll give you that heads up. Yeah. At least I thought. Um, no, it's, it's a little like agree. fog in that essence, too. Yes, I would agree on that. Other than that, I mean, dude, you know, you got Carpenter behind it, so you know it's going to be good. Yeah, it's got that, got that great yeah. Carpenter synth score going on. Dude, and I was thinking, like, this came actually out before They Live, and I was wrong mm -hmm. on that. They Live was after that. Yeah. The soundtrack, though, and everything, man, like, perfect. It, it was a great movie. It's... It fits very well with that vibe. I think this was also the last film that Carpenter and Pleasance worked on in his career. Because when did Pleasance pass? 95, Halloween well, was the last movie. Yeah, and he yeah. passed before it came out even. He did uh, Halloween 4 the following year, then Halloween 5. But I think this is the last time him and Carpenter collaborated on something because they were they were actually really tight. Like I think you're right. Forward. Uh, I'm just gonna shout out Brody here. I agree, it is better than the fog, <laughs> or at least I personally. A lot of levels better than the fog, but at the same time, it's also not to trash the movie, but not saying too much. I disagree, but only because I really like the fog because you know I saw it as a kid and it kind of stuck with me. But we did get, didn't we get uh, what's her name's titties in that? No, no, no we get titties in the fog. No, wait, there, there were no. Tom Atkins got to see him, not us. When did he hook up with fucking uh, Laurie Strode there? That that was the fog. That was the fog. I thought we got to see your titties in that. Nah, we didn't no. get the titties. No. Nah. Damn. Okay. Seen too many movies with her, dude. They're just blending together now. <laughs> I, I, I hate to quote Scream, but you never see Jamie Lee Curtis's titties until uh, Trading Places. Oh. I think Trading Places was the year after. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, Trading Places was 1983. Oh my god, that that looks like a phasmophobia shot, dude. Like Brody's the ghost, and we just took the snapshot before he's about speaking, to choke the shit out of us. Speaking of phasmophobia, did you see in the update they're gonna make it so that uh, dead characters will come back as ghosts to haunt you? I mean, you already come back as ghost vision, but okay. Super, on, side, super quick side note. I want to be, if I'm coming back as a ghost, I'm doing what Steve, I want what Scuba Steve said. If I'm a fucking ghost, I want to be able to fight the other fucking ghost. God damn it. You know what I mean? So like, we should be on the same level on, at this point. <laughs> I'm bloody disgusting today. Hold on. Let me check real quick and That's see what hot. I said. But uh, you know what? While we're checking that out, we should uh, we should listen in from uh, Brody and see what he says about this. Yes. Get him up this movie. Hello. This is your DKB all the way from Australia. And today I'm going to be talking about John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Now, 
This is one of those films that I hate. Oh my god! All right, I got to read that audio listener. Upon repetitive viewing, I appreciate it even more. Um, I understand the theme and tones, which they certainly deliver on. Um, This film is very underrated, Um, and I can understand it's a film that can divide John Carpenter vans. Like it's a bit, but he was trying something new, and I I appreciate that, especially with Carpenter. He's got that Lovecraftian, um, well, I don't know, sense, you could sort of say, like, obviously the thing, this, and in the Mouth of Madness, and also those three being in his Apocalypse trilogy. Um, it's original, it's different, you know, it's, um, it's definitely got the violence there, which I like, and Donald Pleasance is in this film, so you can't go wrong there. Um, yeah, I haven't really got much to say about this film other than the fact that I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, cinematography is great, like always. It is a Carpenter film. Um, yeah, it's a great film, great film. I'm going to have to give this film a Gormore score of a 3.5. All right. All right. Seems good. Seems good for me. Very interested to hearing uh, what you boys decide on the score. And, um, yeah, I shall catch you next week. Peace. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Mr. D. Uh, we love you, Brody, man. Uh, oh, man. DKB. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Dude, him and I actually had a discussion because I wanted to fucking, like, type him in when we were streaming. And him and I literally couldn't remember for a second. I was like, wait, is it DBK or DKB? <laughs> and like him and I went for like oh, five minutes and I was like, wait, no, it's double gang of gang of bells. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, to fucking think about it. It's like, right, dude? Thing. I was like, so okay. say that shit five times fast, dude. Like, oh. Okay, so here it is. Uh, originally, when a player met their demise, they spent the rest of the round in limbo where they can see the ghost and other players. Now, dead players can grab non equipment objects and toss them around to mess with their friends who are still looking for the ghost. Oh, that's fucking awesome and <laughs> shitty at the same time because you're going to get some douchebag <laughs> friends, dude. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Brody. <laughs> so for our audio listeners that heard us bust out laughing right during Brody's uh, speech, I didn't want to interrupt that, but he said, ha-ha, that is me playing Phasmophobia and pulling my dick at the same time. <laughs> and I'm going to give him a little for that. Ah, thank you. Yes. So 3.5. I think we're going to use that like last week. We'll use that for our uh, TJ score. Yeah, I think that's right there. Yep. Um, Let's see, gentlemen. So we kind of discussed. We got our fan view. Mm -hmm. I think we uh, take a peek behind that curtain. What do you say? Dad, I want to hear what you got because this film's got quite a bit. I've got some good stuff. You ready, guys? Go for it. Alice Cooper originally asked John Carpenter if he could come to set just to watch a special effect due to Cooper's manager also producing the film. Carpenter eventually decided to offer Cooper a role as the leader of the anti-God worshipping street people. Ironically, Cooper became a born-again Christian later on in life. Yeah, it was probably right around the same time, too. 
When Dr. Lee introduces himself to Dr. Barak, Peter Jason wasn't expecting Victor Wong to walk away in the middle of the scene. Jason's subsequent confused appearance and awkwardness is natural and unscripted. Oh, actually, that would explain that. Now that <laughs> hey, man, I guess what works best, right? Walk away. <laughs> Alice Cooper used the bike impalement trick in his stage shows prior to this movie. The bike he uses in the movie was his own personal prop. That's awesome. And I liked it because it was very weird. Yeah, you never see somebody <laughs> it's like Alice himself. It, it's yeah, you never see somebody stabbed by a bike. It's like with uh, Halloween four. Michael grabs a rifle, stabs a guy with a rifle. Right. Yeah. But it's like it's not even a bike. It's like a half a bike. <laughs> Even better. Like Cooper stabs you with the bike, but he's a sweetheart of a guy. Little side note, and I was really hoping it would have it was gonna happen. But I was hoping that they would have like because the way he landed on the wheel, I was gonna hope like he was gonna like roll down the the alleyway, dude. (laughs) It should have it should have rung the little bell. Ding ding. Did it have it on that end? Yeah. Oh the the other side. Yeah. Dude, I was just hoping for the roll away or something, dude. I thought that would have been great. Oh, by the way, did you notice the song that the guy was listening to as he was getting impaled? Yes. Okay, give it to me because I was trying to figure it out and I just couldn't tell. Prince of Darkness by Alice Cooper. Thank you, thank you. And I think that's probably going to end up taking best song. Which is a great tune, too. Oh, yeah. Name me one bad Alice Cooper song. I'll tell you you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I love Alice Cooper. He's thinking, he's thinking. Identity Crisis. Identity crisis? Yeah, that's what it's called. Mm. Look it up. All right. All right. Nah, it's not one of my favorites. I can tell you that. You know what is my favorite, though, dude? What? What's that? I don't know about that. All the amazing stuff sold by our sponsors. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Chad, if you don't mind, we're going to take a quick little. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Lord. I fucking love it. Oh, that's great. So, uh, yeah, hold yeah. on, Gorehounds. Here we go. We're going to listen to our uh, sponsors and uh, go buy their shit. Go buy it now. Do it and buy it up. The man in the chair is working his magic. I think we might have to do away with that flashing. Hey, of, you. Uh, have a hey, listener. <laughs> yes, you. The sad sack sitting there listening to this awesome podcast. <sighs> you know why you look like shit? Well, that's because you aren't wearing Project Louder merch. It's a proven fact that wearing Project Louder merch increases your likelihood of not looking like shit by at least 35%. And let's be honest, you should take it where you can get it these days. So head on over to projectlouder.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag and start looking like the winner you truly are. Girls, do you like spooky things in horror movies? Then Cabin 13 has the stuff for you. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, busts, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, butts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide-ranging selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Oh, hello. Do you know about Project Louder? (laughs) Well, let me tell you. 
Project Louder is home to 16 of the finest podcasts a nerd could possibly procure. They have a show for everyone. Whether you're into horror films, modeling comics, 90s kid shows, or that weird tentacle-filled subgenre you search for at 3 in the morning. So head on over to projectlouder.net and treat yourself to something truly exquisite. Graveyard Classics. Horror-themed tees and posters, professional in-house screen printing, and clay prints. Powered by Deathstyle Art and Graphics. Go see what you can dig up over at graveyardclassics.net. Come on down to Mask by Lance. Premium Friday the 13th custom-made hockey mask. Down there in Tennessee by Lance McKinney. Find him on Facebook and Instagram over at Mask by Lance. Go order one now, boy. yee <laughs> All uh, right, and we are back. Hey, if Kaufman did that flashing "They Live" logo, that's fucking fantastic. Yes, it certainly is. Did it, is Did your eyes adjust to it eventually? I oh. just looked away. Oh, okay, fair. I just kept looking at it. I was like, "Yes, consume." Speaking <laughs> of consuming, and uh, if you heard that sweet T Public commercial, hop on over. We actually got some new merch. Yes, in we the do. Store. Yeah. Um, couple new podcasts, newer podcasts, I should say. We got the comics Kaju boys. They got a uh, what is it? The it's the South shirt, and uh, we also have Ghoulies Unflushed merch in there. So go check that shit out. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, Chad, I'm sorry. Just to pause, I'm just going to throw a quick couple more announcements just on top of this shit. Uh, Beetle Bros has a new YouTube stuff up. Power Hour will be Thursday. Wicked Wednesday will be back, as well as Rabbit Hole next week, as well as. The boss man himself, Mr. TJ Bowser. So, going with that, sir, I will give the floor back to you. Sounds good, brother man. So, screenwriter John Carpenter is credited as Martin Quatermass. The pseudonym is a homage to Professor Bernard Quatermass, the lead character of the Quatermass experiment. If I have to say Quatermass one more time, shoot me. Uh, <laughs> uh, in the original Quatermass. Press <laughs> okay. So he picked, he picked the name from uh, his favorite sci-fi stuff. Uh, and further on to Carpenter's influences, the character Wyndham is named after science fiction author John Wyndham, and Anne Howard's character is named after the star of the Wasp Woman, Susan Cabot. The Wasp Woman? Yeah, it's an old, old 1959 movie. Yes, and it does exist. <laughs> Yo, quick side note. Should, are we ever going to like dip back into like 50s horror and stuff like that? Like 50s sci-fi shit? Anything uh, like that? I mean, we could. I mean, is there ever that chance? I'm just, I've been asked before. I'm, I've said I'm not opposed to it, but I said I'm not opposed yeah. to it either. I'd like, I would love to watch the original House of Haunted Hill for everyone sometime. It would be cool to do. Why not? Dude, that's definitely the ones like, because those are the ones that we can look up for on free domain. You know what I mean? See if yeah. we can actually do the watch along. But, I'd tell you, you guys, you guys got any suggestions? You know, give us all a little shout out. Let us yeah. know. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, just on Facebook, tell us what you got and we can see what we can do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, continuing on. Uh, the parts played by Donald Pleasance, Victor Wong, and Dennis Dunn were written specifically for them by John Carpenter due, his in, due to his enjoyable prior collaborations with them. You can see that, of course. The recurring dream was shot on video and filmed off of a television screen. Dude, I loved that. that looked, <laughs> talk about I was so happy when you finally get the full, like, at the end. You know, I mean... You knew that was going to either it was going to be right towards the end or at the very end you were going to get that full vid. But. So speaking of the ending, do you guys think that that uh, 
was it just a dream or do you think that the, everything that they did kind of made it come I to think, pass and it was unavoidable? I think it was unavoidable and literally yeah. everything that they try to do to avoid it, everything they try to do to avoid it literally set the path for what was supposed to happen. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well because there's just no way. It just, it set it up way too perfectly. What uh, there's a there's some kind of quote like that I'm trying to fucking remember. It was like, uh, usually you meet, usually you meet your destiny on the path to avoid it. So that kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, I should have said we probably should have been like spoilers, but you know, <laughs> I think this deep into the podcast, it don't. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a spoiler. No, eh, really. fair, fair enough. But right, I know so that the video was sweet, yeah, dude. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Alice Cooper states he was directed to act, act emotionless and brain dead by John Carpenter. The street people were soulless. And I feel he did a very good job with that. Oh, yeah. He has that distant look in his face the whole time. It's perfect. Why was he so pale, though? Well, I'm guessing it was just makeup because his hands weren't as pale as his face was. Right. And that's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, why didn't they make his hands that like if he was supposed to be like albino or something like why didn't they make his hands white, too? They probably didn't think about it. Probably. Or it was just like they let Cooper do his own thing. And he's like, I'm still wearing makeup. (laughs) Fuck off. That could be. I mean, I mean, that's a pretty good question. A bunch of three million dollars. We can't do the hands. Like I said, dude, maybe it's maybe it was his own like, you know what? I want to do this. And Carpenter's like, fuck it. Do it. <laughs> Who, who's going to say no to Alice Cooper? Right? Nobody. We're not worthy. <laughs> John, this is John Carpenter's first film that he made independently since Escape from New York. Not only because of the box office failure of Big Trouble in Little China, but also his frustration was wor- from working with the studios. Mm. And I love Big Trouble, dude. Yeah, Big that Trouble is in my top ten. a fun little movie. It is, man. Definitely. Like It's so ridiculous. It's so off the wall and it's so amazing. Like exactly- anytime I'm flipping through the channels and I see it's on, I sit there and watch it. If you're a fan of Mortal Kombat and you have never seen that movie, you need to do yourself a fucking favor. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I know I've said this before, but I feel like we got robbed of the perfect crossover movie. Could you just think Big Trouble in Little China versus The Golden Child? Hmm. Was that supposed to happen? No, but can you imagine oh. if it did? Uh, did Bobby oh. freeze? Here. Whoa, Bobby like stroked the fuck out. Yeah, we're kind of losing Bobby. Bobby, refresh, buddy. Oh shit, am I not back? Dude, you were like, wow. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, what let's wait for fuck? Bobby to ref- let's wait for Bobby to refresh before we come back and finish these uh behind the scenes. Yeah, dude. Like, oh man. So let's talk about we'll, we'll see. We can talk a little bit about the movie then, man. So yeah. Like I said, first time for me to watch, I I don't want to go too much because I don't want to, I'm trying not to like dip into our questions for later, mm-hmm. but no, man, like it was an interesting watch, like I said, and it definitely fit with the aesthetic of They Live, even though that came after the fact. Mm-hmm. And They Live is definitely a little bit more action based. I think I enjoyed that one a little bit more per se than this. Well, they live was his whole anti-capitalism. This was like right, right. The end of the world is coming, and there's no way you're going to stop it. Which I'm still fine with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it was this. It was weird because, like, it wasn't slow, but it was in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, we still got our Atkins, our Atkins light, and he still got laid in 20 minutes, dude. And like, 
you got this weird setup of like you got two lazy eyed motherfuckers talking about some weird like devil <laughs> did, did you notice that too by the way they had opposite lazy eyes i don't yes, know if that was supposed to be did. a thing or not but <laughs> i was just like that like distracted me for the first five minutes yeah, probably I was this like, is my internet i am hardwired and i don't know shit internet he says <laughs> i don't know what's going on here i'm hardwired in tonight Ooh, I yeah care. you are baby i will i will take care of it all right my bad so we got bobby back chad all right so uh we can continue on a john carpenter states he set out to make a film that was atmospheric and dreadful at the time he was noticing a lot of derivative horror films and wanted to try something new involving quantum mechanics and religion Hmm. i did i will say he was actually successful with that oh yes yeah man so let me ask you this did you guys get doom vibes for the from the shit? Because yeah. that's exactly what I did. I was like, this is literally how doom starts. <laughs> like they're fucking with some devil demon shit, dude, with electronics. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? I, like shit goes away with that. And that's that's why I hated the movie, because it completely did away with the whole demons aspect of Doom. What's that? Oh the movie, Doom. Yeah. Not this movie, Doom, the movie. Did you watch the, uh Annihilation? No. It's a little cheesy, but I think you would like it a lot more. It's more true to the doom. Nice. Yeah, TJ would agree of... on that. I I guarantee. I still like the rock one, dude. Don't get me wrong. Like I still enjoy it as a shitty like yeah, that was a good Saturday movie. movie but the only the only good thing about it was Carl Urban himself because oh, absolutely, he's dude, just fucking awesome. He's the best. That and it literally the whole first person section, dude. Which I literally was just like. Bah, the whole that fucking was time in my so movie. bizarre though no oh my god dude me wh- when did that come out 2004 2005 so i was probably like fucking 19 20 and dude when it goes into that first person mode i was literally like edge of the fucking seat hard as fuck dude just, you know what i mean just like give me a whole movie like this and then we finally got it in like 2015 when we got fucking hardcore Henry, which was great. <laughs> but yeah, TJ agrees. Annihilation gives me- <laughs> it is, dude. I I got the biggest like excitement from that movie when they bring in the key cards because when they bring in the key cards, dude, you know, you know what I mean, like. And the new one, you mean? In the in Annihilation, they talk about the big color coded key cards, dude, and I'm just like, yes, like you know what I mean. It's just one of those like sweet, stupid things. It's uh so good so good he's back everybody he's fucking back again fucking internet tonight jesus christ you gotta get you got dude listen you gotta clear your history after the porn I don't <laughs> this you gotta go incognito <laughs> mode then you gotta cl- incognito mode <laughs> i don't touch this for that anyway <laughs> 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 Okay, so continuing on, uh, I already mentioned uh, Listen to Prince of Darkness. Uh, okay, the genesis of the project came from Deborah Hill describing a dream she had of a vague, dark figure exiting a church which filled her with dread. John Carpenter developed the story around this idea in hopes of recreating the fear Hill really felt. I <laughs> clear the porn, Bob. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Welcome back, buddy. Uh, they used Mercury for the scenes for reaching to the mirror shots, and I'll get to that a little later. Uh, mm-hmm. On the audio commentary of the DVD, John Carpenter and Peter Jason talk about the scary masks that were already prepared for the movie, but were unfortunately destroyed in a fire while filming. So maybe uh, we would have actually seen some actual zombies. 
Oh. You know, that, that is one thing, like when that one girl does turn, I was kind of expecting the same thing to happen to the other ones to act to, to look like demons. Welcome. Maybe that was probably the original plan. And like it says here, the. Uh... No, you're you're talking about the one that actually um, became the the devil. Yes, yeah. The yeah, other yeah, one yeah. I was expecting to look like demon children because the father's coming. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I said like zombies. I feel is kind of loose fitting, but it, I guess it it does work. I don't know. Zombified. Maybe more voodoo zombie esque. Maybe that. Maybe. Okay. I, I could go that. with that one. Okay. Uh, so Dennis Dunn and Victor Wong worked together with John Carpenter on Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. Donald Pleasance worked with Carpenter on Halloween and Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. This was the first time that Peter Jason worked with him, and they'd worked together again on They Live, In the Mouth of Madness, Village of the Damned, Escape from L.A., and Ghosts of Mars. Damn. So he was with them for the latter part of his career. Yes. Through the good and the bad, I guess. I didn't know Carpenter yeah. did Village of the Damned. Yeah, yeah I that was I didn't know that. 95. Yeah, 95. Yeah, I remember watching it when it came out, and that was about a... <laughs> This this is the first time that Gary B. Kibb worked as a direct DP for John Carpenter. Since then, they've worked together on every movie except for in Memoirs of an Invisible Man in 92 and The Ward in 2010. All right. Can't say I've seen either one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've heard Memoirs of an Invisible Man is pretty dumb. Yeah, it is. Fair enough. It was but then again, then again, there's a lot of people that like Ghosts of Mars, and I hated that too. So I own it. I hate it, but I <laughs> bought it, not watching it from the five dollar bin. So you know what I mean? It's kind of one of those. Uh, at least you're only out five bucks. Right. I spent five dollars on way worse, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like we all have. Oh yeah. Shitty hand jobs. Anyways. Uh, Jason suggested having the seven people who return as zombies represent the seven deadly sins, but Carpenter nixed it as it would have required too many rewrites. Mm. You would have had to have like another like hour fucking movie to just like kind of explain that. Yeah. yeah, it really would have actually. The church basement is actually in a big rundown building in Long Beach that was u- that used to be a popular ballroom. It was falling apart during production and the cast and crew had to sign waivers stating they would not sue if anyone was injured. Huh. Imagine that. You can't sue because you got fucked up on set. <laughs> yeah, right. Like we ain't TJ, really. TJ will like this. John Carpenter first met Alice Cooper at WrestleMania. No shit. And the former shared his desire to be in a horror film. Carpenter said okay, but only if he could use Cooper's impaling gag from his onstage shows. Nice. Talk about a deal made right there. Okay, so going back to the mirror thing. The mirror gag was accomplished Ooh, in yes. part by using mercury. They drained the poisonous material from their on-set hydraulic dollies and cranes and used it for the bit where the character dips her fingers and hand into the re- reflective pool. Uh, they returned the mercury back into the machinery afterward. Due to mercury being highly toxic, the arm is a prosthetic. The reverse of the shot with the character's fingers poking through into the darkness was shot inside a covered swimming pool. Ah. See, talk about having to get innovative. Today, that would have been just CGI. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like shit. <laughs> Too true. <laughs> the film was budgeted at $3 million, shot in 30 days, and was Carpenter's retor- return to horror after Starman and Big Trouble in Little China. Wow, 30 days? 
30 days. Dude, I was impressed when we were talking about near dark at like 42 days or whatever the fuck it was. Holy shit. Yeah, they had what 30 days of night shots just for that. Yeah, it was like seven days, day shots, everything else was nice. <laughs> Pretty much. According to Lisa's translation, the glass cylinder was buried in the Middle East some million years ago by Father Satan, the anti-god. What? Not Am I seeing that, Hayes? Yeah. TJ. Okay. TJ's fucking around. Over TJ's playing. TJ's <laughs> sending us his Morse code. <laughs> okay, so the glass cylinder was buried in the Middle East uh, some moons of years ago by the anti-god, a god that ruled planet Earth. He was exiled by the human race, although before that he sealed his own son, Satan, waiting for the right time to come back. Following the same translation, Jesus Christ was an extraterrestrial of human shape who came from another world to protect the human race from anti-God, gaining power between the humans to fight Father Satan and hide the glass cylinder that imprisoned Satan until a time when the human race possessed a level of technology advanced enough to defeat him. Damn. That's actually <sighs> pretty deep. And that's very, very Lovecraftian right there. Oh, yeah. Big time. That, oh, that's Okay, so, and lastly, this is interesting. There's a television version that's slightly re-edited suggesting that all that takes place in the film is just a dream that Jameson Parker's having. It begins after the opening credits. There's a new shot showing Parker's house from the outside. The theatrical version opens with a shot of Parker trying to perform a card trick. At the beginning, after Parker watches on TV a program reporting the discovery of a new supernova, the narration goes on talking about the death of a millionaire and the discovery of a religious book in his library. Yes. Uh, all mentions of the dead priest, uh, the Brotherhood of Sleep, the member of the Brotherhood of Sleep who took care of the church, uh, is deleted. Oh, wow, really? So you don't even mention the priest. And during the whole film, there are new inserted sequences showing Parker sleeping and dreaming in his own bed. Oh shit! Well, I guess that would make sense. That would be the easiest way to get rid of that because that was the whole tie-in of them. Like the Brotherhood of Sleep all had that same dream because that's where they, you know, yeah, right, yeah, okay, yeah. So basically, the TV version implies that it's all a dream, not just uh, the dreams tying them. No, up I like together. no, fuck that, dude. Give me the uh, give me the bleak end. Give me the bleak yeah. shit, dude. Yeah, I'll take. The, I agree. I'll take the bleak end. I want. The I like the fact that it just it was all for naught, and they were literally played. To set it up how it should have ended like perfect all right so that's everything i got guys sweet sweet titties all righty titties so big questions big big questions all right go for it so i said it kind of i i mentioned it a little earlier and i feel like chad already knows this but gentlemen what's the father's what's the priest's last name it is mentioned in the movie but it's not mentioned in the credits and it's a really easy one. I can't believe they actually did it. Um, Loomis. Yep. It's Father Loomis. And I was like, I had to rewind when they said it. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Did they See, really? I don't, even, I don't remember them saying it. Dude, it was it, it, it was like literally, I want to say maybe in the first 30 minutes or so. I feel it's like when they're talking, when they first get to the church, like as they're all like the groups are like meeting up together or something like that, like. It was just weird. And I, I didn't believe it because I, I tried looking for it again the next day and I it took me forever. I'm like, I couldn't fucking find it. I'm like, did I hallucinate that shit? <laughs> I looked it up, dude, and it, it is in there. Like I had to actually like deep search for it. But yeah, they went with Father fucking Loomis, dude. Oh, they're not wrong. Right. So here's one. 
why the why didn't the fucking priest wash his goddamn hands after the nasty homeless woman touched him? <laughs> Ew. I was wondering that. I was wondering that too. Thinking I wrote a yet. I don't even give a shit, dude. She had maggots in her cup, man, and she was like feeling on his fucking coat and everything. Like, if I walked in there and somebody was like, "Hey, I need," I'm like, "Nope, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be right back." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I kind of thought that too. Uh, so let's see here. And so what do you think the, uh, what do you think the demonic fluid tastes like? Mountain Dew. <laughs> What'd you say? Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew. It looks like it. The way they gagged, I feel it would be really gross. Well, gag reflexes, you know? Well, I mean, unless it hit, yeah, might've hit that little dangly thing. <laughs> it probably, it probably tastes like somebody just threw up in your mouth. Dude, like, ah, uh, just, bleh. and I loved how it's just a straight shot, dude. Like you're like a fucking Dilophosaurus or some bull. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not even like, like they're like hawking a loogie or something. Dude. Like they all of a sudden like have some like spray fucking mechanism. It's like, like a fucking spitting cobra on acid. Yeah, dude. Right. Holy shit, man. Like, and, like I said, and the fact that the puddle got that cum shot at that distance, dude, and like. <laughs> You know what I mean? And they talked about it. They're like, wow, it registered on the thing. It shot something in such precision. <laughs> <laughs> now that I said that, go back and watch that scene, dude. It's just going to be. I'm so never going to see it in the no, same No, you won't. Again. You're going to be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> so there are lots of money shots in this. There really is, man. Like, well, there's the first money shot, and then she goes and swaps it into the Asian lady's mouth, which you know you've seen them many a times, I feel it. Some adult films, and yeah, so on <laughs> and so forth. Uh, other than that, gentlemen, I don't think I have any more big questions unless you got any. I don't, I got nothing for this film other than it was, you know, no, I don't think I have any questions. All right, so moving on, let's hit the uh, let's hit the big show questions here. All righty, so what format did you watch it, and how was the quality? DVD, oh, look at you. I actually watched it uh, per Mr. Chrisman's recommendation on Peacock. As I did as well. And uh, it wasn't terrible. No, dude. I actually thought it was a very clean copy. If, if I thought it was 1080, but I could be wrong. I, like, I would have to check. I don't think it even said, to be honest. It didn't. But I'm just saying just for like how clear it really. Like, I don't know. I thought it was really well. And I got to say, um, the, commer- the commercial breaks weren't terrible either. No, I no honestly think I got maybe four. Yeah, they're each and, between they're each between twenty five and forty five seconds long, roughly. Yeah, so you get like four for like an hour and a half movie. That's not yeah, really that's not bad, bad at all. Commercial breaks here. Well, listen, man. Some of us, you know, we got to help our gorehounds out there, man. Some yep. of them, you know, like right. us, we got to make that sacrifice. Right. We got to. We're gonna find where the fuck we can do it. Like, uh, we brought it up next week. That is gonna be a new thing. We're going to tell you exactly where to find this shit as long as we so we can fucking find it. <laughs> I even added that to the show notes, if you noticed. Did you really? I did. It's at the very bottom, uh, oh, right after uh, the rating. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so douche of the movie, gentlemen. Ooh. Uh, this is a tough one. Really, It could be the priest, because he kind of dragged them into this. Yeah, and when things went down, he just kind of ran and hid and just kind of left everybody else off to fend for themselves. Yeah, and then you he really did say 
Victor Wong because he dragged his students into this. Well, I mean, okay, so the priest, even I understand what you're saying that he did drag, and he did probably him and the teacher both brought people in this without saying anything, which is yeah. wrong. You know what I mean? That's always what like the biggest fuck up you could ever do in any movie. But you try telling somebody right off the bat, listen, we're gonna try to go prove the existence of fucking demonic life with technology. Yeah, I can I can I can fully understand the need for secrecy there just Correct. in case somebody, you know, told the media or something. Right. Or like outed you to the dean and all of a sudden like you're fucking yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah, all right, I could see that. All right. I'm gonna go but, so you know something? Priest for me. He, he he did ditch. He ditched pretty hard. I don't know though, man. I would say either that or the dude with the rock and fucking mullet that ended up uh, getting killed out in the alleyway. I, I'm i going to disagree with you both and go with uh, what's-his-face from Big Trouble in Little China. The teacher? No, 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 no. Oh! No. oh. Wang, Wang from Big Trouble in Little China because he was just a flat-out dick. He yeah. was, dude. Like, he was hitting on the Asian girl, but he was hitting on her, like, so mean, dude. Like, Yeah, and he's like, oh, hey, did anybody tell you could pass for Asian? So yeah, what the fuck was that, dude? I don't understand, but that was just weird as fuck. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. That. That that must have been some weird 80s joke, dude, that just missed me completely because I was just, yeah. nope. Until he said that, I'm like, wait, she wasn't? But I don't know if they just wrote him that way because he, he also talks about, like, Chinese food a lot. Like, they, I feel like they stereotyped him really bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't. He looks at her and goes, if I don't come back, you can have my Porsche. What the? You ain't got it yet. <laughs> That's true, because he even said, he's like, wait, why did I do this? Oh, yeah, to be 40 and a millionaire. That's right. Yeah, like, he, was a, he was a dick. You know what? I think I'm going to have to agree, dude, that uh, it was a toss-up between the priest and him, but I feel like the priest, once again, the priest put himself in a situation where he knew it was going, but then, like, he got to the point where he freaked out and couldn't handle it. He tried to come back and redeem himself. I get it, but, you know, I would have to go with Juan, dude. He was, I like how he takes all the credit. I stopped you did not right technically dude he's the one who fucked it all man if he didn't break the mirror atkins light could have pulled her potentially out and atkins she right. and she would have been good to go you know what i mean like and then they could have broke the mirror yeah correct had a totally different ending but you know and it kind of begs the question of how they come back at the end yeah, I was wondering that too, actually. Which and why? And why is she not all fucked up like the other bitch was? Yeah, why is that? There's a lot of questions that we'll never know. Well, because I would have oh, just my assumption. I assumed uh, she came back. She was possessed by the father at that point, not by Satan. You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah, that's that's probably the most likely answer. But who knows? But how she got out after what twelve years? Right, because the video was yeah, 1999. Yeah, dude, if there's anything like that nods to that in Mouth of Madness, I'm gonna be so happy. <laughs> out soon enough. I guess two weeks, buddy. Two weeks. So we got douche of the movie. So favorite kill, gentlemen. I might have to go with bike stab just because it was kind of like original <laughs> and weird, but. I don't know, man. The chair one where the dude breaks the chair and stabs his own neck was also pretty Actually, fucked. That, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, that's not a sharp object by any means. No, it's not. And 
he just was fucking rubbing that shit, dude. It's not like he was stabbing. He was like trying to cut it like a fucking knife. He was, he was sawing his own neck open. Yeah. I'm taking that one. That was a pretty. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with that one. And it was kind of the, I definitely, it was, I said, I would say the bike kill because finally it was the first kill. And that's what I was just waiting for. You know what I mean? Like, come on, give me something. Give me something. And you finally got it. You're like, okay, here we go. But they always got to go for the nerd first. You know what I mean? You're like this. Always. Poor and, and honestly, though, weren't they all nerds? Yes. <sighs> I don't know, man. One nerd got laid. <laughs> Dude, it's the mustache, bro. That shit was on point. Fucking great value, Tom Atkins. I, I feel he's a little better than great value, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's not terribly cheesy. Where it's like, <laughs> he, he's like a young Tom Atkins. You know what I mean? He hasn't found his full swagger yet. All right, I'll give you that. He grew the mustache, but it, the confidence isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> the movie confidence would have been one. But the shoulders and the pecs were, so that's why they got him. Yes. Oh, man. So, favorite kill, yeah. It's. I'm going to have to say bike for me. It was Alice Cooper right. involved. It was a nice little spoiler yeah. effect. It's weird. So from that, gentlemen, we are going to go to our favorite scene. Hmm. Well, that's not an easy one. Television sequence when you see the, the figure coming out, any one of those. So like when you finally get to the end and you get to see the whole. I mean, that was definitely. You were definitely built up for that the whole time, so it was definitely nice to see it. I don't know if I, I have think, a favorite scene, though. I love the whole movie. I think, Just the way it looked, it was really cool. I think I got to go for a favorite scene, the whole part where the reanimated uh, mullet guy talks to them from out the window, Ooh, and then he just... All the bugs. He just disintegrates into bugs. Oh, yeah, that is such a great it scene. It makes you question, were the bugs talking, or were the bugs using his vocal cords to help make him talk? Probably yeah. use... Like, that's pretty... That's pretty fucked up either way. <laughs> that, was, that was a pretty cool scene. I wish we got more of that, dude. Like that would right. Been, that would have been like I could see a whole movie of killer bugs doing that. So, I think I like the whole scene of uh, when oh my god, I forgot her name, but the blonde girl there that literally like takes in the entire ceiling of liquid to become. Oh like, yeah, and Wong's literally just watching her like through the fucking. <laughs> Just that whole, like, because I love that whole, like, him going into that. I liked how they did the weird, like, top-down shot. And I was like, ooh, this looks cool. And they kind of went back to it a little bit. And just the whole, like, him having to be the middleman of, like, watching all the shit go down, but everybody else still in the other room, like, just trying to figure out what the fuck's going mm -hmm. on. Like, I don't know. It was cool just because just thinking of it from a pan if you, if you saw that in a panoramic shot, dude, like that'd be cool. You know what I mean? Like one room going right to the other, which kind of did, but not in that fashion. All time. You know, that's probably what Cundy would have done. That's we'll never know. Dude. We'll never know. Man, if Cundy fucking is behind that. Ooh. Now I'm just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm going to have to say the whole like her getting possessed pregnant whatever the fuck that was like her metamorphosis scene i guess all right but Fair you got enough. some practical you know you got some nasty weird like freddy krueger looking effects and shit yeah we did you do with the, the face blotches oh yeah dude and i loved how her like 
her whole skin vibe and everything was that, but her hair was still normal. Like yeah. her hair by was, like perfect, except her face and her hands. Yeah. There was definitely something very creepy about that. I don't know why. To me at least. <laughs> How the father of Satan works. Right. All right. So did the opening scene hook us in? Yes, actually. Yeah, I guess so. Now I'm assuming when we're talking opening scene here, we're talking about the long duration of opening credit scene, correct? Yes. Yeah, Which that's we're talking the a solid like five minutes of credits. So anybody who yeah. hasn't seen this, buckle the fuck up. Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, I was just up. like, all right, is this over? No. And it's not like Monty Python bad by any means, but that's supposed to be bad. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, but no, it's it was I would say it hooked me in, dude, because like the, the music and just the tone and just the weird little setting and like, you know, you got a priest dying within the first like 30 seconds of the fucking movie and he's like oh that's literally the opening scene yeah you're just like you're like oh he didn't reach the what was it the diocese or whatever the fuck he was trying to talk to he was supposed to have a meeting yeah and you're just like oh you're like yeah he was always here he protected over the church and he went in this room every day dun dun and you're just like all right we're fucking in it (laughs) we're in this now yeah it's a pretty good way to pretty good way to explain it i mean it's not like it was like fast paced by any means so like if you're listening to me the way i just said don't expect it like that exactly yeah expect expect the way john described it but drawn out over five to ten minutes correct but still good still sets up the character for priest yes (laughs) i love it's just priest father loomis and uh yeah you get the classmates and all the other good shit <laughs> so all right on to one of our favorite questions best, best tits, tits redhead head. hottest girl best dick you going with redhead <sighs> okay i think chad's conflicted i'm probably gonna go with chad's other confliction choice myself i'm gonna go with the asian lady because i thought she See, was it's, super- a, it's a it's a toss-up <laughs> between three of them for me three of you them got the red, you got the redhead you're gonna go with the uh, the radiologist chick, aren't you? Yes. She, dude, she, was, the one she, was, man, she was. She was. Yeah, she was. Very, very hot. Yeah, she's very, very, <laughs> very, married. very married. <laughs> no, he just. I just always like very married. Right. Yeah, but he was still being a fucking creeper in the doorway, dude. Like you know. What I mean? like, yeah. Right. Uh, he's he's one of the dudes that's like just because there's a goal, he doesn't mean you can't score. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have literally never heard that expression. That's great. Oh no! Well, now you no. have. <laughs> wow. Welcome. We're dealing with <laughs> forty-four years. I've I don't think I've ever heard that phrase. Well, now you can uh, expand that onto somebody else and make their day. Oh wow! I, I'm I'm gonna have to bring that up tomorrow at work and let the guys hear that. They'll get a kick out of it. Good shit, good shit. So yeah, I'm gonna say, oh, man, dude, the radiologist was cute though. But I'm gonna have to go with the Asian girl. I, I wish I knew her name. I unfortunately I do not. I, I I'll have to look up what else she's been in because she looked really familiar. And I mean, dude, I I have to go fucking uh, Jameson Parker as Brian Marsh, man. You know what I mean? Like he's a handsome dude. He had that sweet stash. He is stash. Yeah, stash dude. He had a, you know, he had a good old week. It's the yeah. next best thing to Tom Atkins. Yes. Literally. 
He just doesn't have the he doesn't have the swagger, the refined taste that oh, is. No, not fully anyway. Dude, every time I think think of Atkins, though, I need that Halloween three shirt. God damn it, I need it so bad. <laughs> if you think Halloween three sucked, it's because Tom Atkins slept with your mother. <laughs> that is a great uh, shirt to have. So good. Since we're talking about Tom Atkins, what do you got? What would you guys say is your favorite Tom Atkins film? Night of the Creeps. Well, I haven't seen them all, so I don't know. I can't judge. I haven't seen Night of the Creeps, and that's what I put it on my list for next year. That's a damn good one. Uh, I mean, dude, I liked him in Maniac Cop. I liked him in Halloween Three. Uh, the My Bloody Valentine remake too. I like oh yeah, I forgot. Man, I haven't watched that in a minute. Fucking Jensen Ackles there. Uh oh. By the way, Supernatural ends this week. I'm very sad about that. How many seasons? Fifteen. And they like split this last one, right? They like split it weird or some bullshit. Because was it COVID that actually split it? Oh yeah, yeah. It was supposed to have been over back in like May. It was supposed to be the finale, and of course. They only had a handful of episodes left to film. Like they had all but two or three of them were completely filmed and just waiting on special effects, music, stuff like that. And then COVID shut everything down. So they just said, you know what? Screw it. We'll just finish it with what we have and we'll pick it up next season. How uh, how long is going to be the last episode? Is it going to be like one of those like two hour bitches or is it? It's a, it says it's two hours, but I think the first hour is like behind the scenes stuff. And then like, the actual episode itself is an hour. And give you like the good fuck, you know what I mean? Like that good finale that you need. Well, this is actually a wrap up of the whole series. Like they did the season finale last week. Okay. That wrapped up the story. Oh, really? Yes. So this is just uh, filling in the blanks pretty much the last couple episodes of everything. Like, yeah, it's it's the they said when they talked about it, they said the the next to last episode is, is a season finale, and then the final episode is the series finale. So it's going to wrap up everything. Gotcha. Hot damn, right. dude! I am so far beyond. I am so far behind on that. I shit, never dude. sat down for it, so I got. <sighs> dude, I, I can't remember, man. Like once they killed off Bobby, I kind of got pissed off. So I was like, you know, I'm fucking done with this for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I watched the episodes where he came back as a ghost and shit, but I was like, mm, it's not the same. Not the same. Well, then they went to a alternate reality and found another Bobby. Right here. <laughs> so they mixed the sl- show with sliders? Kind of. Yeah, there was this post-apocalyptic world. Bobby was still alive. Uh, I don't know if you remember Charlie, but she was still alive. Oh, uh, Charlie Day? Yeah, Felicia yeah. Day, yeah. Or Yeah, Felicia yeah, Day. I know, yeah. I know he, yeah, but yeah, she wasn't still. She just wasn't the same Charlie. Hmm. Yeah, they do kill off a lot of people on that show. <laughs> I mean, the brothers themselves have been killed off like upteen million fucking times, but I love the episodes. I think, of- I think they've been killed at least five times each. I mean, unless you count the one episode specifically, like the Groundhog's Day episode, where they literally kill Dean every fucking two seconds. <laughs> that was my. That was one of my all-time faves. <laughs> that was so funny. We got to get on with these questions. Yeah. All right. yeah, we, can whole, we can do a whole supernatural episode. Bobby's like, distraction. Okay. No. All right. Bring <laughs> you going. Bringing it back. Okay. So. Did the score set the mood? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Love it. It's one of Carpenter's best. Score set it perfectly. And yes. not to bring up Doom again, but that's instantly what I kept thinking of, dude. 
I, I'm sorry, man. I was literally thinking old school 90s first person shooter, just like that fucking Duke Nukem Doom. Like, it's just that perfect, like, synth dude. I don't know. That's why it works so well in They Live, man. It's just a great action. But, I haven't thought about Duke Nukem in a hot minute. I mean, they literally steal the line from They Live in that, where it's I here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and a whole lot of Actually, bubble. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did it. Shake it, there baby. <laughs> Bobby, did you ever play Duke Nukem, the old school? Duke I, Nukem I, I, have, I don't remember. He's a Bro, little young. He might not. I, just, I, just, I feel like everybody who's ever played that always remembers the first time you go up to the stripper, dude, and offer her fucking money, and you get digital fucking nipples that look like a foot long. They're like, oh, my Anyways, but yes, excellent, excellent score, excellent score. Yes. yes. Um, 80s so, fucking all the way, dude. Love it. So best song, it'd have to be, you know, yeah, Prince of Prince Darkness. Of Darkness. Alice Cooper. I feel like we already mentioned that, but absolutely. So favorite character. Favorite character. I, I got to go with Tom Atkins Light, you know. I'm actually going to go with uh, the teacher, Victor Wong. Yeah, I kind of liked his character, too. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to remember what, what else I've seen him besides Big Trouble. I feel Trevor. like oh, he was also right. in the Golden Child. He wasn't Tremors. He was fucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the dude who actually named Graboids. Yeah, I'm going to go him, dude. <laughs> I liked him anyways just because like, I feel like his lazy eye was just a little lazier. Like he just had that. He just had that like squint. I don't know if he was trying to do that squint or if he naturally. No, has that's, it. that's his natural. I feel. I know, but I feel like there was like some scenes where like he was. I mean, maybe it just is that way, but I don't know. I I thought he did a good job, and he he still didn't seem like he was like terrible to his students or anything like that. You know what I mean? Not like that other weird doctor that they brought in. That guy who's like, "Hey, fuck you. You'll know when I know." <laughs> yeah, when I know, you'll know. But. I mean, he wasn't a total dick, but you know what I mean? He kind of was a little bit just to a student. A little. But, all right, so what do you got for here? Did you guys say favorite characters? Sorry. Yeah, we said ours. Yeah. I said Victor Wong. Wong, yep. So, scary. No. Not really. No. Suspense. Maybe Suspense. dreadful? Like, yeah. Give me that. Just thinking of how it ends and taking that all into, like, oh, shit, it was all for not. Or, you know, it wasn't for not, but they actually, like, caused it, I guess. Yeah, I, I could see that, but it's still not scary, though. No. Yeah, I don't think it was, I don't think I qualify it as scary. No. I mean, unless you have, like, a thing against bugs, it could definitely creep you out in a few scenes. Yeah, that can, sure. that can make you feel a little uneasy. Right, a little heebie-jeebies. Uh... I mean, it's not like arachnophobia. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? There's a reason why that movie has the word phobia in it. So, does it hold up today, gentlemen? I would mean, uh, I think so. I would say, yeah. 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 I'll give it that it holds up. Yeah. Like, it was, it looked super well. It sounded like, you know, the audio was great. It, I think the effects hold up really well. Uh, the mirror scenes look cool. Some of the, I mean, we didn't get tons and tons of like gore effects, but what we did get was definitely sweet. Yeah, we got a good little bit of 
not everything, but we got a good amount of um, scenic deaths, I guess we could say. Right. And I, I just, I actually like the whole shot alone of just, which will kind of bring us down a little bit down the thing, but uh, just the tube in itself. Um, I don't know. It just, you don't see cool props like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the green shit and everything, it, it looks maybe comical to nowadays. I don't think so, but it, I could see where it could be. Yeah. But weird sludge covered fucking green swirling ooze. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's just as cool. You don't see a lot of shit like that nowadays. Like, yeah. you, like you said earlier. And you won't. Crap. And so I would say, yeah, it definitely holds up. I love how when everybody comes in, they see the canister with the swirling green glowing crap. And, like, nobody seems to react to it. I want to like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, they're just like, okay. Whatever. Well, I noticed, I mean, I wonder, I wonder if they actually all, like, felt that heaviness, like, when, uh, the father was talking to the teacher there when when they were first looking over the book. Yeah, like, he said, yeah. Did you you know I felt it for over a month now, so I wonder yeah. if you're just kind of like taken in by that, like you know what I mean, like instantly come down and they're like, maybe they probably were, I'm sure. But I still feel it's weird that they never like told them what they were really trying to like figure out. You know what I mean? They're just like just run test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go All for the it. test. Just go for it. All the tests that you could think of, fucking do it. <laughs> so, acting good, bad, meh. Oh. I think the acting was good for this movie. Yeah, it was pretty good. There was no hammed in. Not, there was no cheesy. No, they were all pretty straightforward, actually. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I would say it was really good. Cinematography, gentlemen. I think this was shot fairly well, actually. The lighting. Yeah. Well, I mean, the lighting was, I don't want to say basic, but it, it fit for what we got. I did like the outside shots of, like, I like the shots of the, all the homeless people and everything, especially when you do the couple, like, window shots, you see them piling up a little bit more. The random shots of bugs I always enjoyed because it helped, you know, especially, like, dude, when you first see him, like, all the ants on the back of his TV, you're like, how the fuck does he not notice that? Do you yeah. <laughs> You would notice like a million fucking ants on your TV, but the shots of the church were uh, pretty cool too. When you I really I liked all the shots of the chamber where the container was, especially yeah. before they had all the uh, equipment in there. Yes, because they had all the candles and all the uh, mm -hmm. crucifixes set up. And dude, there was. Could you imagine like if you went through and like counted how many crucifixes were in that fucking like just that shot between oh, down the hallway shit. to that room? Holy shit, they were everywhere, and yeah, that just looked cool because like anything in Catholicism, they still like decorate, you know what I mean? Like it was still put up almost on its own, like altar. It still had mm -hmm. a red carpet out to it and everything like that. Even under, even understandably, they had all the crucifixes and rosaries and all that shit to try to like maintain it. Well, <laughs> it's still, it was, that would look cool, man. Like that would just be a cool, like even in a haunted house, man, if you just had like that room set up or something like that. You know what? We should see if Cabin 13 can make like a little uh, prop of the container with swirling green light. I bet they fucking could. That would be, That'd be pretty yeah. sweet. Christmas ornament. <laughs> Anti-Christmas ornament. <laughs> well, you just said Christmas ornament, but in my head, I was thinking like, imagine if that was your manger scene was literally just that altar with the fucking green. <laughs> oh, uh, see, I'm just thinking of having this like a lava lamp. 
That would also be awesome. <laughs> Kevin 13, I hope you're listening. Get on that. <laughs> shit. Corey, come on. Listen up. So, yeah, I thought cinematography is good. And I like uh, last shot, and I kind of mentioned earlier, was the top down shot. I really enjoyed that. It did come in later into the film, but I thought it was a cool way of like transitioning into rooms. And I'm glad they went back to it. It wasn't just like a quick, like one 10 second shot. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that looked cool. Like, no, they went back to it, showed it again, just to kind of show like the small, you know, the size of the room in comparison to what he just came from. Yeah. And 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 the uh, the use of the the filming the the dream sequence from a television screen. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, that was always such a cool looking shot. Like I said, one of my favorites. And I like how they tease you with it throughout the whole movie. Just gives you like a little bit more each fucking mm-hmm. time because you're like, I want to see it. What the fuck is it, dude? Like the front, the la- like the second to the last dream when you finally see the shadow in the doorway, you're just like, and then he wakes up. You're like, no, <laughs> fuck, dude. So. Going from that, I would have to say, gentlemen, how did we feel about the premise of this movie? I loved the bleak ending, so absolutely, I loved it. Yeah, and the pretty hot take on Jesus being an extraterrestrial. That was very... Whoa! We just saw the boss man for a second. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He looked relaxed. He did? (laughs) Did anybody else catch the hair? Oh my god, that was beautiful. (laughs) That's a... Oh man! Just let everybody know he is alive. He is well. He is alive and well. He's here. I can confirm that. I just saw him the other day. (laughs) Yeah, that picture wasn't a fake. Uh, Premise though, man, I I enjoyed it. Let's let's use tech to prove that Satan exists. Fuck it. Why not? You sold me. You can. Yeah, you had million ways differently, dude. I would still watch it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'd still be like, okay, I think you got me here. Uh, yeah, dude, and I enjoyed the bleak ending. I don't think I would enjoy the TV ending so much as uh, Chad described earlier. Yeah, it seems kind of like, uh, what was the point? You yeah, know what I mean? Like, take it all away. But yeah, man, you give me the bleak ending, you're like, all right, now we can actually go maybe into a sequel or something, or explaining either after what happens or even in between what happened at the end of that movie and the lead up of the actual, like when shit goes down in that video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the perfect. Mean, that's great. That's great. <laughs> oh, all, right. all true. All fucking day. Yeah. Right. Just hoist him over my back. I got him. <laughs> Yo, in the sequel, he's going to get laid. <laughs> or no that was in the first one he even gets laid doesn't he i think i don't remember <laughs> yeah it's been a hell of a long time the sequel where it got weird dude and they brought him back with voodoo and he had the fucking like the music made him move yeah. around and shit yeah it was fucking whatever so anyways gentlemen we are on to our three r's yes cycle rewind or remake rewind I'll rewind it I I say rewind, but do I? I'm kind, of, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of torn because I almost want a remake slash sequel. Yeah, uh, okay. I want a continuation. Well, that's that's not that wouldn't be a remake. That would just be. I'm fine with that. It'd be a reboot, basically. Maybe we should throw that on there too. Reboot. Okay, I'm gonna add that on there. 
Right, because remake and reboots are completely different things. Yes. Um, honestly, I don't know if I'd... I would think just the continuation leading, like I said, like I would set it right in the year of 1999 when that video goes down. Like, yes, you know what I mean? Like the day or two before that shit. And that's like, like it all like just unfolds. Or maybe it's one of those things where you, you start off at the end of 87 and you continue from, you know, one of the characters that are left over. It doesn't even have to be the character. It can be like a character's offspring or some fucking, you know what I mean? Like somehow they're tied to it. I get what you go in. It would be pretty cool in general just to have a sequel. That would be interesting. Just to see like her get brought back, dude, and like how. I just want that explained. And I don't care if it takes two hours to explain it. I want it. So yeah, just like just imagine it shows her like walking out at the very end of this film, like she's walking through the doorway, and then the screen just goes black. Yeah, dude, that'd be fine. Like it'd be awesome. Yo, and imagine like because it was done in the camera style, and I I understand this isn't everybody's aesthetic, but being that is in '99, you could easily still do it as found footage camera style. True. Actually, yes, you can because it very really true. would work out perfectly, especially with that look. Or you can do it. You could do it a mix. You know what I mean. You could do legit and the cam, and then that would explain why they're trying to like send the camera image, camera images back through the you know the brainwaves and shit. Do it as a mix then. Don't do it all just one. That's fine. All right, let's go with that then. All right. So keep it the same. Give us a sequel. Yes. All right. So gentlemen, we already have Brody slash TJ score of a three and a half. So Mm -hmm. let's give this bad boy a rating. Dad, what do you got? You know, I am going to side with Brody and TJ and give it a 3.5. I think that's a pretty solid score for this. Okay. Bobby, what you got, brother? I'm actually going to go a little lower. I'm going to give it a 3.0. You're giving it a 3.0. All right. And I want to give it... Like I said, it was good. It wasn't great. Acting was good. Setup was good. You know, I feel not to jump on the bandwagon, but I feel like three and a half does feel like kind of where it needs to sit. Like it's above, you know, a little bit above average. So we're going to give that another three and a half. And that will give us a score of 3.37. All right. 3.37. That's, that is, that's very solid. All righty. So moving on from that, because we are done with the topic of the day we're going to talk about what we are going to watch next week and oh boy this is going to reel in our boss man back to the show and like chad just mentioned blood hook we are going to be watching the trauma classic blood hook and I say classic because I have never heard of this fucking film before. Nope. And the only until they talked about it. Yep. No, I have, I have heard of this film, but never watched it. I uh, I'm ready for this film. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's a trauma um, film, and it's from the MST3K creators. So don't expect uh, don't expect Silence of the Lambs. This is definitely gonna right. be lowbrow for the we're talking pure intent of. 80s yeah, the, trauma, dude. Like, yeah, 80s trauma was intentionally bad. It was bad for bad's sake. Oh, yeah. They were just like, fuck it. How we're going to push it and we're going to push it a little bit more. Yes. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, 
to let you all know, we have found it that it is on Amazon Prime right now that you can rent it. Yes. Uh, for, I believe, like five bucks. We haven't found any other sites yet. We have checked Shutter and Tubi and everything, nothing. But if we do find something else, we will let you know in our discussion group. So pay attention to that. And if you're not part of that, join our fucking discussion group. Look for that on mm -hmm. Facebook. Yeah, we still need to check the Troma app too. We haven't. Uh, we do need to do that. Um, I personally have never checked that out, so that's going to be a first. Neither have I, so I got to get on. I mean, neither. Is that through? It, it's Troma and Bad Moon. Is that who? Are, are they like teamed up or some bullshit? I full am, Moon. Full Moon is yeah. Sorry. I'll have to look. I'll, I'll get on my Roku when I'm done here and I'll look. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Other than that. You guys, uh, you gentlemen, have anything else to talk about this week? At the moment, I do not. So I will say, uh, ooh, Code Red announced the release of 1982's The Forest Blu-ray today. Uh, that's a shout-out from our boss man, Mr. TJ. I will say I finally, and I talked about this with uh, Dear Chadwick last week, I actually finally got to watch Mandy. And I... <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I can definitely see where that's not going to be everybody's bag. Uh, for sure. It is definitely a trippy fucking movie. I will try to not say anything too like spoilerish because obviously I know Chad hasn't personally seen it. Mm, oh, yeah. uh, I don't know about Bobby. Nick Cage is great. I want to watch it. So Nick Cage is great. Dude, and Shudder actually has like behind the scenes stuff and everything on there. So I want to check that out too because... I love that. The fact, I mean, I know it's exclusive on there, but let me just say, man, the coloring in that movie and the just all lighting is fucking phenomenal. And if you're a fan of like haunted houses, dude, that use overly obtrusive like red lights where everything is just like super you. Oh my God, dude. Like you will be fucking hard the whole time. It's so good. Yes, uh, very giallo. Um, coming from the boss man, it's. I would say it's definitely worth a watch. It's a very. It's a weird movie. Um, it's Nicolas Cage. That's got. That's enough for me. That's enough to get me to watch it. Yeah, and it's. There's one scene, man, and it's great because this movie, like, like I said, the, the cinematography is like weird. And it's a very trippy movie in itself, but there's one scene where like he's getting drunk and I don't, that's all I'll say, but it's only shot from one particular angle in this tiny little like room and just the colors of that room and just the changing from like each different scene. Oh my God, dude. Like I can't promise you'll come out saying like that was a fucking masterpiece. I don't personally think it was, but I would definitely give it like a solid like 4.3 nice yeah so and then of course i put the next one on my queue right away dude uh color in space is it color in space? from color from outer space color from outer space which i'm very excited to watch that one as well because dude who doesn't love a good alien horror movie yeah it's lovecraft so there you go lovecraft and nick cage dude so i'm already like kind of batting for a win <laughs> oh, it was great man. it was great if, if we actually ever cover it i'd be very happy 
And I mean, it is still possible. I know we're still kind of working on our list, maybe, but I can't. Yeah, I keep yeah. flopping on what I want to get pick. I think I'm. I think I'm just going to completely abandon any type of theme. Um, that? Theme. That's fair. And just pick random movies. Well, I mean, yeah, I got to kind of have the theme of just we were trying to go generational, essentially. So. Yeah, I mean that's 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 easily done though. Right. Oh, oh yeah. But we'll we'll figure it out as we go, as we always do. Yeah. But other than that, man, I would say, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, check out Mandy. It was great. That's all I got, gentlemen. So I got nothing else at the present time myself. Nope. Same here. Same Alrighty. Here. So I would say that wraps it up. Thank you for joining us again on another awesome episode gorehounds uh it was a pleasure pleasure yeah thank you everybody for tuning in everybody that watched on the facebook stream on youtube oh yeah uh share it out please share it share it join our discussion group uh gormore discussion post pretty much whatever the fuck you want in there and uh yeah we got a nice little special intro or special outro courtesy of the boss man himself Whoa!